Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening what's up guys this is sports gamble ramble number 52 we're going to break down week 11 in the nfl um, I just want to do a quick recap last week. My three uh, top spread picks that I gave out on the Instagram page, two and one, um, had the Lions plus six, ended up tying Pittsburgh, uh, had the Panthers plus eight, ended up winning outright against Arizona, and I had the Raiders plus two and a half. That one did not hit. They got their asses kicked by Kansas City. Um, that one was disappointing for me, kind of a heartbreaker. Uh, I really liked the Raiders last week. I kind of gave it out as my pick of the week, so that was a rough one. But had a, a good Sunday. Um, also, the, the uh, three underdog picks that I gave out um, on the Instagram went two and one on those as well. Uh, outright underdog money line winners um, had the Eagles beating the Broncos. Philly looked pretty good last week. Uh, had the Raiders also on that one, so that did not pan out. Um, and doubled down on that Panthers pick, had the Panthers money line plus 310 as an outright underdog winner. So that was a great pick. A uh, little toot to pat myself on the back there. Um, so we're doing well on those. Guys, make sure you're paying attention Sunday morning because I don't give those out on the podcast. I really don't decide those until Sunday when I finalize my picks. So make sure you're following along, you know, to catch all of that um, stuff for Sunday if you actually are betting. Uh, rather than just, you know, listen to me talk out here. So let's get into this week. Um, fucked up on the Thursday night game. I'm, I've been very cold on the Thursday night games. I might just have to stop betting those for a while. Um, but we're looking to crush Sunday uh, as usual. Um, One o'clock, we got the Lions at Browns. Um, I don't think Jared Goff is starting. I think it's the backup. Um, Tim Boyle is his name. Don't know much about him, but the spread is 12 and a half here. Browns are at home. Browns coming off an embarrassing loss, uh, blowout loss to the Patriots. Lions coming off a tie to Pittsburgh last week. Uh, Give me the Brownies laying the 12 and a half. I think they're going to just run it down Detroit's throat. Detroit's one of those teams, you know, they're not going to be consistent week in and week out. And the fact that they almost actually won a football game last week, automatic fade spot for me. This is a bounce back game for the Browns at home um, to just beat the shit out of the Lions. So uh, big day for Nick Chubb coming back off the COVID list. Uh, Give me the Brownies. This is easy. Um, next San Francisco at Jacksonville, the Jags are a six and a half point home dog over under is 45. This one is more difficult now, you know, just based off of these two teams and the optics, uh, the strength of the Shanahan run game versus this Jags defense, which was very bad at the beginning of the year. Um, Jacksonville has 
shown improvements on defense in the past few weeks, uh, limiting the Bills and Colts uh, pretty decently. Um, 49ers coming off uh, the blowout over the Rams on Monday night. You would think they'd handle Jacksonville, no problem. I'm actually going to take the Jags plus the six and a half here. Uh, I do not think that the 49ers are very, you know, motivated for this game. It's a road spot to Florida. The six and a half, those are kind of my favorite spread to take. I don't really know how it's going to happen. Maybe it's this Jags defense continuing to gel together. Um, But six and a half, I kind of like this game to be kind of low scoring, a lot of running, a lot of James Robinson for the Jags. And with uh, the 49ers, I know Elijah Mitchell is doubtful at running back, so going to be a lot of Jeff Wilson. Um, he's a guy I'm comfortable popping into your fantasy lineups uh, for sure. I've actually been stashing him in my R- IR in one of my leagues for about six weeks now, uh, waiting for this opportunity. So fire up Jeff Wilson, but I don't know about the 49ers covering the six and a half here, whether it's a back door or whether it's a, a flat spot. So give me the Jags with the points. Uh, next one o'clock game, India at Buffalo, Buffalo minus seven at home. This should be a good one. I'm really looking forward to this game. I don't know if any of you guys uh, caught the first episode of Hard Knocks with the Colts this week, but that shit was awesome to me. I loved that. I think the Colts are a really interesting team for them to have picked for that this year. Obviously, I'm a big Carson Wentz fan. Um, at this point, I kind of have like a mixed bag of emotions about Wentz. It's really whenever somebody brings up <clears throat> Carson Wentz to me, it's really almost like, you know, having a conversation about an ex-girlfriend at this point. Um, you know, there's ups and downs. There's a lot of different emotions there. But it's interesting to see, you know, the behind the scenes with this Colts team that seems to be playing a lot better over the last month or so, Jonathan Taylor's an absolute stud. Um, so hard knocks was really entertaining for me. And uh, getting a look at this Colts team, Darius Leonard as well. Now they go to Buffalo, you know, I'll be getting that game as a, a Rochester resident here. And um, it's interesting. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to take Indy with the, with the seven here. <clears throat> Um, I just think it's too many points. I think this really should be more like a four-point spread, maybe. I think Buffalo's great, but I just think this is a game that Indy shows up for. I could see this being a one-score game. Maybe Buffalo wins by a field goal or maybe like six points or so, but seven's too much for me. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Um, I think the Colts were kind of looking ahead to this. They kind of sleepwalked through the second half against Jacksonville last week because I think mentally they were already – uh, kind of looking at Buffalo. So um, this is a good one. I'm excited. Okay, next, uh, Miami at the Jets. Dolphins-Jets, the divisional game. I think the Dolphins have three wins. The Jets have two. Nobody cares. Real quick analysis, um, give me the Jets. Uh, or excuse me, sorry, guys. I was looking at the Jets, but give me the Dolphins. Easy here. This is one of my favorite spread picks of the week here uh dolphins minus three and a half um i just think the dolphins are clearly the better team they're actually not playing that bad right now uh coming off an upset over the ravens you know thursday night football they've got that extra you know four days of rest and preparation the jets are starting joe flacco here it's just it's nothing to get excited about i want no part of it so i'll lay the points uh i'll lay the hook too i'm not worried about the field goal with the three um 
I've been giving out ref trends to you guys. I got one on this game. Ref uh, Alex Kemp is the head official. Seven and one against the spread for the road teams this year. I've got three major ref trends all for road teams this week. And it's just, again, I don't know how nobody's really looking into this as far as like investigating it, what's going on, but this shit just keeps coming in. So Alex Kemp likes the road teams. Uh, Miami's on the road. I like, I like the Dolphins. One o'clock, Washington at Carolina, uh, minus three. Uh, for the Panthers, over under 43. Um, I like Washington, plus three. This uh, is Ron Rivera versus Cam Newton, which is pretty interesting. It's probably going to be a gross game on the eyeballs. I would think this is kind of a defensive battle. Um, Ron Rivera came out in the media this week and said, that he, you know, he was kind of asked, hey, you know, coaching Cam Newton for so long, did you ever save any plays in case you ever had to go against him? And he said, oh, yeah, I got some shit in my, you know, my back pocket. I got some tricks up my sleeve. So I think that's true. I think that's a legit angle for this game. I think Ron Rivera is going to be able to scheme up against Cam Newton. I love the opportunity to bet against this Panthers team coming off that upset over uh, the Cardinals. You know, they were one of my favorite picks last week, and now I want to bet against them because I'm a psycho like that. But this is Cam's first start, and I just think this team got such a – they already got the the big Cam boost, like the Cam is back game. That was last week. And now it's time to come back down to reality. It's a bad matchup for him going against his former coach. I've been saying on this podcast all season that Cam Newton is done. We can pull up the clips from August when I was saying – that Belichick should make Mac Jones the starter because Cam sucks. Um, and that's looking like a pretty good take. So it's just, uh, yeah, I like the skins here, the football team, to potentially even pull off the upset here in Carolina. Give me Washington plus three. Uh, next up, Baltimore at Chicago. This is a funky spread to me. The Bears are plus six home dog to the Ravens. Over under 44 and a half. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore minus six. It, it does concern me a little bit. It's kind of a large spread to be giving a, a team at home like this with a, a non-conference you know, road team. Um, but Baltimore coming off that Thursday night loss to the Dolphins. I think uh, Harbaugh with the extra time to prepare and coming off a loss as a favorite. I don't think that happens twice in a row. I think the Ravens can get right here. Uh, I'm not a believer in Justin Fields uh, in general. I think he has the potential to struggle against this Ravens team. I think Harbaugh will put some pressure on him and it could lead to mistakes. Um, I also, uh, I had a fucking next point. Oh, the Bears are coming off a bye. And, yeah, I've been kind of fading teams coming off bye weeks. Um, you can make the argument that the bye week is good for a rookie QB's development to get him some extra reps here, but I don't know if the entire locker room feels like they're uh, happy to be back off the bye. So that's an angle. And lastly, Khalil Mack. Um, was put on the, uh, I think, season-ending IR. I think he's having foot surgery, if I remember that correctly. So no Khalil Mack for the Bears. 
you know, that doesn't help. So give me the Ravens. I'll lay the points. Good teaser here. There's no way the Ravens lose this game. I hate saying that because watch, they'll lose and I'll just, it's, it'll be a whole thing. But um, no, I'm pretty confident they don't fucking, they don't fuck this one up. So give me the Ravens. Give me the Harbaugh's. Uh, two more one o'clock games. Houston at Tennessee minus ten is the spread here for Tennessee. I don't really have a strong take on this one. I guess I'll take Houston plus ten because it's just too many points, and Tyrod has the ability to cover that. I think uh, Tennessee question marks, you know, on the offense right now, still trying to find their identity. I think after losing Derrick Henry, uh, they'll surely win this game. I would hope Tennessee doesn't lose to the Texans, but uh, spreads just a little too big for me for, you know, like I said, this Tennessee offense, not really having much of an identity right now. No Julio, no Derrick Henry, you know, could be a huge AJ Brown game against this Houston secondary. Uh, Marcus Johnson's another guy that could have a big day um, wide receiver for Tennessee that had a good game last week and could be a really good game for uh, Deontay Foreman running back for Tennessee. That looks to be kind of, uh, their best option right now. Um, but yeah, uh, I won't be betting this one. So let's just move on, but give me Houston plus 10 next game. Last one o'clock game, really confusing why this isn't in the four o'clock slot, but whatever, you know, do you schedule makers green Bay at Minnesota. This spread is confusing to me, too. This spread really jumps off the page to me, and I'm getting gross, you know, spidey sense home dog vibes here. I want to mention, I forgot to run through my look-aheads for the week, but I will recap those at the end because there are some look-aheads that I found. And the the Packers do have a potential look-ahead this week, um, getting ready to take on the Rams for a pretty big game next week that could – could determine the overall number one seed in the NFC once we get down, you know, to week 17, 18, and those games start looking a little bit more relevant in the standings. Um, Minnesota, this is kind of their Super Bowl, right? Uh, so I kind of want to take Minnesota here, plus one. Uh, Green Bay's offense didn't look great last week without Aaron Jones. And they were able to beat Seattle, but I mean, that was really, they only put up 17 points. It was just because they pitched a shutout on defense. Uh, I think I'm going to pick Minnesota plus one. I don't know how they do it, but they do it this week. They upset the Packers. It's just going to be one of those things that we're talking about. Hey, we didn't see that coming. But, uh, you know, in my Excel file that I'm looking at here, I have Green Bay minus one as the pick. And I'll tell you guys why. It's another refereeing trend. I just, I think my in my gut, it, it, my gut is too overwhelming, and I want to go against this trend. Uh, probably won't have the balls to bet on Minnesota, but I just think Green Bay is too chalky, and at minus one, I think it's going to be maybe the most popular bet of the week, and I don't like being on those. Um, but referee in this game is Sean Hockley, and this season the road teams are 8-1 and one against the spread. 8-1, and one, guys. Eight out of nine games the, the road team is covered. Don't know how these refs are getting away with it. Um, so the Packers are the road team in this spot. Uh, maybe this is just, maybe I'm overthinking it and maybe I should be grabbing green Bay, you know, laying one point to a very inconsistent Vikings team, but I don't know. This is the Vikings super bowl and there's something, uh, twisting up in my gut here telling me to go with the Vikings. 
Okay, 4 o'clock game, Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Uh, Vegas plus one, over under 50 and a half. Don't have a very strong take on this one either, really. Um, would like to fade the Bengals coming off the bye, but um, maybe that bye is what they needed because they were kind of cold going into that bye and they were dealing with some injuries. Um, Vegas is a team that, to me, is just kind of falling apart. Uh Two straight losses, one to the Giants, one to the Chiefs. Absolute ass-whooping against the Chiefs last week. Um, so they're coming off that divisional game where they looked horrible in, on primetime. And then they also have a look ahead. They're playing on Thanksgiving, and they got to take on the Cowboys, which is a big game. Um, so I don't know if they're ready for the Bengals here. I'll take the Bengals minus one. I don't really have that strong of a take on this besides the stuff that I just said. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep moving, guys. This is going to be a short one. Um, Arizona at Seattle is the next game. This is a very interesting game for me, whether Kyler Murray plays or not. Uh, right now the spread is, uh, Seattle plus one and a half at home. And I love Seattle in this spot. You're getting Russell Wilson as a home dog coming off an outright loss. The Seahawks got shut out last week, but that was by the Packers. Um, I, uh, heard this morning that I, apparently the, the two lowest passer ratings of Russell Wilson's career have both come at games in green Bay. So I just, I don't, I don't think he plays well in that stadium and, uh, up in that environment. Um, it would make sense. It's pretty explainable. It's a pretty tough place for a lot of quarterbacks to play, uh, coming home, you know, Seattle needs to win a couple of these games or their season is, is very much going to slip away. I think they're three and six on the season. Arizona to me is a team that, although they started off super, just super Nova hot, you know, winning games and blowing teams out. I think they're going to come back down to earth over the second half of this season a little bit. And I think it starts here. Well, it really started last week against the Panthers. Um, like I said, whether Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray plays, I think Colt McCoy can't beat Russ in Seattle. And I think Kyler, if he comes back, I don't expect him to be a hundred percent. And I think the way that the Seattle defense has been playing better uh, this season in general um, at least ever since Russ went down initially, they look like they've really stepped it up with uh, kind of that team mentality. Hey, we don't have Russ to bail us out, so we got to step it up. And uh, yeah, I kind of like see I like Seattle to pull off the upset here quite a bit. Um, 425, this is the last uh, afternoon game, Dallas at Kansas City. And this is another great game, super interesting. Highest over-under of the week, one of the highest we've seen of the season, I would think. Uh, 56 and a half is the over-under. Chiefs are a two and a half point home favorite. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus two and a half. This is probably not one that I'll be betting either, not a high-confidence pick. Um, really not a whole lot of trends or analysis here I just think that the Chiefs are starting to figure it out. I think they really showed that last week against the Raiders. Travis Kelsey back to being involved in the offense. Um, I don't think that this Dallas defense has anyone that can cover Tyreek Hill. I know Trayvon Diggs is getting a lot of pub this year for all his interceptions, and he is a hell of a player. He is really good. But he can't cover Tyreek man-to-man, um, and I think they're, they might try to do that, but I don't think it's going to work out for Dallas. Uh, Dallas, no Amari Cooper in this game. Um, you know, that could hurt. It's not like Amari is necessarily irreplaceable because they are deep at receiver. And on the offensive general, they have a ton of weapons, but it's something to consider. 
And like I said, I just think this Chiefs team, they've won what, like three in a row now. The offense has looked better, especially last week. I think uh, they're starting to shake off that hangover a little bit. So I'll roll with Kansas City one more time. Plus, it's just not fun picking Dallas. I'm an Eagles fan, so fuck those guys. But we got two more games here. Uh, the primetime Steelers are flying to the West Coast to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are laying five points at home over under 47 and a half. I like Pittsburgh plus the five in this one. Um, refereeing trend. Carl Sheffers. We talked about him two weeks ago uh, when we uh, used his trend to hit on the Vikings plus six at Baltimore, a game that went into overtime. Uh, it covered pretty easily. Um, anyways, Carl Sheffers, road teams, eight and one on the spread. Eight and one against the spread on the year. Carl Sheffers, road teams. So what these three referees here, Carl Sheffers, Sean Hockley, and Alex Kemp combined this season. Quick math. 23 and three against the spread to the road team. Are you fucking kidding me? It really is almost like just don't even try to analyze these games. Just bet on the ref trends. So, um, now Pittsburgh, their defense can make Herbert uncomfortable. Um, Chargers, maybe a look ahead spot next weekend. Not that strong of an angle. They got the Broncos, but it's something. It's a divisional rival. Uh, Steelers coming off a tie to the Lions. Their stock's pretty low right now. Was confirmed this morning, time of recording, uh, Saturday, that uh, Ben Roethlisberger will be cleared to play. That's huge. You know, if it's Mason Rudolph, there's no way I'm taking Pittsburgh in this spot. But getting Ben back, yeah, five points too much. Even if uh, the Chargers win by a field goal, very possible. Um, we get an easy cover with Pittsburgh. So give me the points. Give me the road team. Give me the ref trend. Give me all of it. And lastly, uh, Monday night, uh, the New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks minus 11 at home. I'm laying the points. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm not really thinking about it too much. Daniel Jones in his career 0-7 in primetime games, uh, straight up. Now, we're talking about a spread here. So you say, okay, well, the Giants could lose this game and, you know, Tampa Bay could not cover the 11. Uh, but Tom Brady in his in his short time with Tampa – um, but, uh, over the last, you know, season and a half, uh, de- you know, what is that? 24, 25 games, decent sample size. Um, every time they've been a double digit home favorite Brady's covered and they've scored at least like 35 points. I think it's only three games, but they've scored like 35, like 38 and 45 in those games. So, uh, no way this giants offense can get up to that range against this bucks defense. Bucks coming off a loss outright to the Redskins last week. I think that was a lot of uh, shaking off the bye week cobwebs, a little bit of rust, a little bit of, uh, you know, lack of focus. I doubt that happens two weeks in a row. Brady doesn't lose twice in a row. Um, it's just, it seems like an easy one, right? So I'll lay the points. I'm not afraid of the big spread. Uh, Browns and Bucks, I like to uh, both cover big numbers this week. There's three double digit spreads. Uh, Browns, Titans, Bucks. I like two out of the three to hit for the favorite. 
So I told you guys that I forgot to go into my look-aheads, and I'll just recap. I mean, it probably would have been better to do this before the picks, but we do have a couple situations to look at this week, and I want to get you guys the information. Um, Thanksgiving games, right? Uh, it can be a bit of a look-ahead opportunity. You know you're getting a nationally televised game. Um, Bears and Lions are both you know, divisional rivals, so although it's not really a playoff-relevant game, uh, none of their games are playoff-relevant. <clears throat> And they are getting, like I said, national TV, you know, kind of maybe another Super Bowl game for the Lions. And uh, so those are kind of parts of the reasons, you know, I, I like, um, who is it? The Browns and the Ravens laying the points against those teams this week. Uh, I don't know if Justin Fields is, is really uh, mature enough yet um, to be ready to play, you know, a football game against the Ravens and then have to bounce back and play on Thanksgiving four days later. Um, Vegas and Dallas, I mentioned that in my, uh, pick against the Raiders. That's the other Thanksgiving game. And then the night game on Thanksgiving Buffalo at new Orleans. I don't think this one is much of a look ahead for either team. New Orleans is coming off a loss and, um, the Eagles, excuse me, uh, the Bills, um, just with Indy here at home, you know, too, uh, it's too important of a game. So I, I just don't think that's a look ahead. I just realized, guys, that I don't, I didn't pick the Eagles Saints game. I don't have that on my slate. I missed a game. I guess the website that I was looking at didn't have that bet posted um, due to some of the injuries for the Saints. So I'll just tell you guys right now, I don't really have much of a pick for that. Um, I think I will take the Saints. I think it's plus two right now for the spread. I'll take the Saints. I'll pick against the Eagles. Eagles coming off a win. I don't think they are a mature enough team to do that two weeks in a row right now. I think the Saints defense is what gets it done. Um, Marshawn Lattimore is probably going to shadow Devontae Smith the entire game, and I expect him to be able to shut the rookie down. Uh, Eagles offense, not that consistent outside of that. Uh, Saints too good of a team to establish the run on. Um, Saints coming off two straight losses. Sean Payton too good of a coach. He'll figure it out. So I like the Saints plus two as a dog in Philly. Sorry, guys. I know I'm kind of unorganized in this one. Um, but going back real quick, a couple potential look-aheads. I mean, the, the Chiefs and the Cardinals both have bye weeks next week. Um, that makes me like my Seahawks pick even more with the Cardinals potentially looking ahead to the bye. Chiefs, it is concerning a little bit. Maybe you like the Cowboys because of that reason. But um, I think the fact that the Chiefs were so, so hung over and have dropped four games already uh, early in the season, I don't know if they can afford to fuck around too much right now. And then look-aheads due to matchups next week. I told you guys, Lions and Bears play each other. Raiders-Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Steelers and Bengals play in what could be a pretty heated divisional matchup, so that's um, something to keep your eyes on, although I did pick both those teams to cover this week. Uh, Titans have to play the Patriots next week, and you know, with um, you know just the, uh, being a double-digit favorite at home to the Texans, I don't know how motivated they are looking ahead to the 7-4 and four Patriots now, so maybe that's a look ahead. Uh, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. That's a big revenge angle. So another reason to like the Texans to cover. Um, I mentioned the Packers looking ahead to the Rams. The Rams are on a bye week this week. Uh, Ravens and Browns play each other. So I picked both those teams to cover this week also. But geez, that's kind of concerning that they play next week. And lastly, uh, Eagles and Giants. That's not a major look ahead, but it, it, it could be for the Eagles, considering that Nick Sirianni hasn't coached um, 
any divisional games yet. I think have we played a fucking? Di- I don't think we've played a divisional game yet so far. The Eagles, so um, that could be a concerning spot with the Eagles having to you know play a divisional opponent here with a rookie head coach next week. That's kind of a big rivalry. I don't think it necessarily impacts the Giants that much, um, but I also don't think the Giants show up against the Bucks, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's actually, I think I just talked myself into a little bit more confidence on the Saints this week because I kind of like that angle. But that's what I found this week, guys. I didn't do any player prop research, so that's going to wrap up the episode. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. I've been checking the numbers. I know some of you guys are still following along with me, and I really do appreciate that. Um, So thank you once again. Good luck to you on Sunday. If you're betting, don't bet any amounts that you can't afford to lose all that stuff. Um, Yeah. Ramble on.